Derek Shapiro, writer, director, executive producer of New England Part 2, coming out Friday, July 21st at midnight, movieantennachannel.yolosetacom, starring myself, Derek Shapiro, and my son, River. So, take a picture. You're in Massachusetts, Riv. Massachusetts. Yes. And, and then, cool. of course, Connecticut. Oh, stay over here, Riv. I'm going to take a picture from the New England Magazine. Also, starring Evans A. Darylis and Dylan Schneider. Hey, here's Chad right now. Hey, Chad! <laughs> What's going on? Scott yeah. here, can we do that? Yeah. Scott and Marty, like Back to the Future. What's your, is this your new girl? Yeah, that's your, girl. What's your name? My name's Linda. Also starring Vinny the Booch Bucci and Serenity Rose. All right, let me call my boss, Robbie. Robbie! How you doing, Scott? Great, back uh, from just uh, doing some more photo things, but uh, you know, I, I sent you the footage of uh, all the all all the photos in New England, you know. Yeah, I caught them. Uh, I believe it was uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut, uh, Maine. You were mostly doing the tri-state marker, which I thought was um, very impressive. So we have more to go. You behaving? Yes, mom. No, not you, him. Oh, never, never. He always behaves. He's the adult. You're the child. I know. Well, hey, it's good to see you. And uh, we're going to be uh, coming back soon tonight and more New England uh, traveling, okay? Nice to see you, Isabel. You too. Also, guest starring the Naked Cowboy via phone and guest starring singer. Songwriter from the 70s, Andy Pratt. How are you, the Naked Cowboy? Wonderful, how are you? Great, this is Scott, and that's why I'll let you know I'm going to send you my magazine, my New England magazine, because even though you're in New York, I did a great job and, and, and took a pictures of all of New England. Okay. You know, Andy, I can't wait to travel all around New England, you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Egyptian, Maine, Vermont, Connecticut. You know, Rhode right. Island. Where do you live? Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Check out my song, Weekend in New England by Barry Manilow. When will this strong yearning end? And when will I hold you again? New England Part 2, coming out Friday, July 21st, at midnight, on movieinternetchannel.illwillsay.com. It's fun to run, it's fun to play, it's fun to make things out of clay, it's fun to fill your car with gas, it's fun to break things made of glass. It's fun to spray yourself with Put on 
doesn't it? But you can't eat it, because broken glass is not a food. So don't you listen uh, to some dude who says put cheese on broken glass and make a sandwich out of broken glass. Let's sing a song about broken glass. I'll help you write it after class. There is no song that can surpass this song we sing. About broken glass. What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW Blood and Guts 2023. The, the show that we are doing at the request of the Booch Cash Nation with 66% of the vote. You voted for this episode to be done, and I am here to do it. And of course, I'm being joined, ladies and gentlemen, by the AEW correspondent, the one, the only, Gator Rick. I'm on vacation. Um, no, we're we're not on vacation. We're working right now. We're on oh, the no, clock. No, we're on vacation. I didn't watch this shit. What do you mean you didn't watch this shit? Invoke the elite rule. Gator, uh, there's two things wrong with that. First of all, if you didn't watch it, how do you know it's shit? Second of all, you can't invoke the elite rule because we were supposed to suspend it for one night. The elite rule is not in effect not, this I'm week. I didn't do it. I didn't watch it. Yes, you did. Because you made me. Yeah, no, because the audience made us, Gator. We are doing this for yes, the fans. They're all fucking idiots. We're doing I, this episode for the children. I Here's my thing, okay? Okay, here's my thing. I really hope that most of our listeners have a big Peter because God did not give them fucking brains. <laughs> or they just love to fuck with us. Okay, children. Y'all want to fuck with Uncle Gator? Y'all want to y'all wanna see what happens when you fuck with somebody to the point that they have to have mental trauma? You want to see what happens? I don't know if they do. Uh, maybe they oh, do. yes, they do. Yes, they do. You want to keep pushing people's buttons? This is what happens. <clears throat> Grandma, get my black trench coat. But no, no, no. Shut up, Mr. No. Bujarelli. I am going on vacation. We are not going on vacation. We are doing the no. show. No. Fuck, we're not. Get my black trench hey, coat. No, 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 no. Gator, Gator, you will. Gator, desist. Cease, desist now. No, I'm going on vacation. No, you are doing this fucking show. Either it's vacation or it's suicide we're not doing vacation we're not doing suicide we are doing this goddamn recap and we're doing it now no 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 it's gonna be no it's gonna be great i wished it upon nick wayne now i wish it upon me wish not granted now we're moving on so 
I am not okay. Neither am I, but we're getting through this. We need a doctor. Gator, this is the time we to be professional. Doctor. This is the time for us doctor. to be professionals and recap this show. No rule said we had to like it. We just have to talk about it. So, okay. There is no God. All right, now. There is no God. Okay, so before we proceed with the recap, I'm going to ask Gator a question. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. It's a yes or no answer. There's no right or wrong. Gator, did you happen to watch Battle of the Belt 7 this past Saturday? I don't know. When you asked me earlier, I think the answer was no, so I don't think it's your change. Yes, thank you for the fourth wall break. But yes, so... I don't give a fuck. I'm mad. The reason I asked that is because I, at first, did not watch Battle of the Belts, but then I was asked to watch Battle of the Belts by a person who is a dear friend friend of mine and much like the Boochcast Nation likes to torture me um because oh no she, Mr. Bujarelli, a woman done you wrong too yes because this past Monday and you can find this on the Boochcast Facebook page I was oh. on a show I was a guest on the Lucky Woo show and basically we talked about a lot of things we talked about my comedy career I talked about dealing with hecklers I talked about daytime fighting league I talked about being in the business but we also she wanted me to watch AW Battle of the Belt and give my thoughts so that Monday morning after I took care of all my business calls, I watched Battle of the Belts. Because he hates himself. Yes, and I didn't know how much she wanted to cover, so I wanted to be prepared. I then gave my thought. Now, I will say this. If you would like to hear my thoughts and opinions on Battle of the Belts 7, the only way to do that is to tune in to the Lucky Woo Show, because I'm not talking about Battle of the Belts here. But And neither am I. And, of course, we also talked about she wanted my thoughts on the debut of Nick Wayne, which you guys already know how we feel about that. God, don't bring that up again. I'm not. I'm just telling our fans what I talked about on the show so they have an idea of what they're getting into when they check it out. Please go check out the Lucky Woo Show. It's on WANT Radio, and they're on MixCloud.com. That's the hosting site. But I have a link on the Facebook page. Go there, check it out, and leave them a like and a comment. Let me know that you checked it out. Let them know that I sent you there. And make sure you guys enjoy the show because it's very, very great. Wendy is incredible. Uh, Ken was also great, and uh, they had great questions. Questions. They made me feel very welcome. Was Wendy they... hot? Was Wendy hot? Yes. Um, and she's hot. She's hot. I need a picture. I'll send you one after the show. Okay. I'm not looking on your Facebook. So what happened was she had me on the show. I look, definitely look forward to coming back. They definitely want to talk more wrestling with me. And so I want to give a shout out to Wendy and Ken and the Lucky Woo Show. Thank you guys for having me on. I definitely look forward to being a returning guest. That being said, we are now going to do what we always do at the beginning, and that time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Cheese kind of cute though in a um in a milf kind of way yeah and she's got a bit of a martial arts background and she can taekwondo my ass all day yeah i actually met her i'll give this little backstory real quick since gator's talking about her i met her at the uh ddp yoga summit over memorial day weekend that's where i met her and wait a minute she used to be fat and now she's skinny this is beautiful she's very much into ddp yoga and positivity and has gotten herself not only lost weight but also is able to have flexibility and mobility at her age and it's fantastic. You need to take me with you when you do that show again. Tell you what, if she invites me back, I'll ask and if Can she I wants... Curse? Cursing is open. If she actually said we're cursing, the more the merrier. So, Ooh, she loves cursing. Take me with you. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to hit the high spots 
as it were, with AEW Collision, which took place on uh, July 15th. Of course, there was um, the two out of three falls match with FTR against Bullet Club Gold. Dear God. This was actually a pretty good match. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Like, I'm not praising it as high as everybody else is. Well, here's the thing. Everybody knows how I feel about FTR. They are the best tag team in AEW. Uh, Jay White, I'm very 50-50 with Jay White. There's times where he does things in the ring that are great, and there's times where he does things that aren't great. And Juice Robinson, I want to go piss up a rope. I can't stand this guy. Nothing he does he in a ring, die. nothing he does in a ring is believable or entertaining to me. So I, I just I can't stand Juice Robinson. But he's he's one of those strong style, no sell. I'm gonna flip around the ring and make the business look fake kind of people. Why well, don't like Juice Robinson? But overall, despite my hatred for Juice Robinson, this was a stellar tag match. In the end, FTR retained, which was the right thing to do. Then we had the finals of the women's Owen Hart Cup tournament with Ruby Soho against Dear Willow God. Nightingale. Um, one question. of huh? Question. What? Who thought that was a good fucking idea? Tony Khan, because he booked it. Question. Yes. Can we piss test Tony Khan? I like to. I seriously think he's on something if he thinks that Willow Nightingale should be Wait, the really? winner of this damn tournament. Now, there is one aspect of Battle of the Belts that I will mention here, and it's because it ties into why the finish of this match is so goddamn frustrating to me. Because on Battle of the Belts, on Battle of the Belt, Tony Storm retained her title over Taya Valkyrie. Now, if you want my overall thoughts on that, listen to the Lucky Woo Show. But here's the thing that bugged me. Ruby Soho was there to help Tony Storm retain the title. But yet, for this match, the outcasts are conspicuously absent, and they just let Ruby Soho lose this match when she's been on a fucking roll, and you derail it for Willow Nightingale, who doesn't know a wrist lock from a wristwatch. Who doesn't know a headlock from a head scissors. And then we go, and we have the finals of the men's tournament with CM Punk versus Ricky Starks. I don't know how I feel about this, because I enjoyed the match. I thought it was very well done, but I don't feel like Punk should have lost. He's only been back for, like, what, a couple weeks? Like, why are we having him job now? Whoa, time out. I don't think he jobbed. I mean, well, he did job. That's what I'm saying. He did, I'm not saying he's a jobber, but I'm saying he did the job. He did do the job. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't hate the finish, because it kind of puts Ricky in a tweeners situation. Yeah, because now it looks like, are they turning Ricky Stark's heel, and if they're turning him heel, why? (laughs) Are they going to turn him heel and put him with the Bullet Club gold that he's been fighting with? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, Ricky Starks is over as a baby face. Yeah, but then they're going to turn him heel and, and put him put him with Bullet Club gold. Oh, yeah. that's they're... the ultimate swerve. Yeah, this is fucking stupid. Like, even if Ricky Starks won, he didn't need to cheat to win. But, bro, that's the ultimate swerve, bro. It's the ultimate swerve, bro? Yeah. That's going to get you a four in the ratings, bro? Mr. Bidgerelli, we should stain. <laughs> Uh, if only, if only. Honestly, I don't know if he'd be stupid enough to do this. Um, I don't know. He is pretty stupid. I'm just saying, there are times where Tony Khan makes decisions that are so terrible, it actually makes Russo look smart at times. But, getting back to the match, I honestly feel like Punk needed the win because he needs to keep his momentum going until it's time for him to properly job. So now it's like, where do you go from here? Is Punk and Starks gonna be the next feud? Are they gonna end up fighting it all in or all out or whatever? Like, is that what we're 
leading this to. But the question is, are you going to have Punk and Starks at All Out and then do the Punk FTR versus Kenny and the Bucks at All In? Like, is that the plan? Or because you are going to need something both pay-per-views because they're, they're one they're right not. after the other. Fucking Kenny and the Bucks don't have enough fucking nuts to get in the ring with CM Punk. Apparently, but I'm just saying, for All In, because that's that would... ideally the match you want to do for for Wembley Stadium. You would think, because at this point, that's the only thing they have that would fill a stadium, because now they've got a stadium that needs a match, not a match that needs a stadium. Exactly. And that would make it, that would definitely make it worthwhile. But that's the thing. I didn't hate the match necessarily. I just thought that finish was weird. So I don't know where they're going with this. I, and I don't, and I'm not comfortable with Ricky Starks going heel. Um, But with that said, we are now going to bear down Grit our teeth and recap AEW Blood and Guts. So we kick things off with our first official match of the evening for the FTW Championship. Hook defends the title against Jack Perry. I was about to say, you'd better not do Jungle Boy. He is not Jungle Boy anymore. He is Jungle Man. Well, he's not Jungle Man or any of that. He's just Jack Perry. He is grown up, Mr. Bidre. He buried his gimmick. Yes, he literally buried buried himself. He buried him. (laughs) You mean like what I've been trying to do so I don't have to do this fucking show? Exactly. Oh, God. This was... So, is it just me or does Jack Perry now get wrestling? Um, I think he now is starting to understand. I think he finally realized the Jungle Boy thing needs to go away. He gets it. He understands. Wrestling! <laughs> he gets it. I'm so proud. He he did. He wasn't doing the high-flying bullshit. He actually slowed it down. There was a hair-pulling spot. There was a hair-pulling spot and the referee said, don't pull hair. Mr. Bucciaretti. I know. It's a miracle, right? We saw a great match between him and Hook. We saw a great match and then Taz got involved in it. Yeah. He got into it. It's my son it's my son you know he's he's trying to defend the honor of his son like at most fathers will and then they did um the classical music instead of the i love that i love that the classical so music oh my god it was great oh yeah because at first it's like they're playing the song and i'm like are they really about the plays and they shut it off completely show him burying jungle boy and then, and then just the music hits and the people start booing and out he comes wearing the sunglasses and the leather jacket and and then he takes them off to fight hook and these guys had a fantastic match i loved it i I had so much fun with this everything they did in that ring made sense everything in that ring was logical everything in that ring was a hell of a job i mean it truly was a knockdown drag them out brawl and they delivered so for once we saw an opening match that we enjoyed so i'm actually kind of glad in a way that we had to watch this because we would have missed this i mean i would have been okay with that Next, we see uh, Don Cowles and Chris Jericho eating together as they are seemingly in cahoots. Yeah, they're in the cahoots. Next, we cut to, we have MJF and Adam Cole who do some more bonding. Uh, Cole says they have to work as a team and he takes MJF to a Chinese restaurant. In Boston. In Boston. They eat spicy food and inadvertently get drunk because they think they're drinking water, but it's 100% alcohol. It's sake. And then the odd couple tag team partners say there's one thing left to do and they yell, don't Double clothesline! And then they go to double clothesline the waiter. Well, that's not the person that deserved to be double clothesline, but we'll get to that. Go ahead. I'm just gonna say this. These guys have so much great chemistry with each other that I don't want them to break up. I want to see them with the belts. Like, the chemistry between MJF and Adam Cole is so on point. This is better than any chemistry MJF has had with anyone. I agree, but don't just look at you. Yeah, but it, and also here's what I thought was funny, was last week when we talked about Big Bill getting scoop slammed, and MJF is basically 
basically doing a Hulk Hogan impression. Like, you know, I pressed him over my head, brother, and I dropped him in the Saskatoon Silver Dome in front of 99,000 people. I'm sorry. That shit made me laugh. I was entertained by this. And I know that I talk a lot about, you know, silly shit in wrestling, but I've always said comedy and wrestling is good if done right. This was done right. This segment right here. So I enjoy that. Then, of course, Limo in the parking lot. Don Cows and Chris Jericho get out. Alex Marvez asks Cows what a decision has been made, and he calls Marvez an idiot, and they walk away together. So still some mystery with Jericho and Callis. Um, there's like not much of an indication on what they're going to do. It looks like they've already made a decision, but now they're just saying that nothing's happened. So why would Don Callis be smiling if a decision hasn't been made yet? That's what I think is weird. I, I can't. Mr. Pusherelli, I can, don't ask me to put logic in this. There isn't any. Okay, well, I figured if anybody could, maybe it'd be you, but anyway. It's not me. I don't know. I, I need 100% alcohol. <laughs> Oh my uh, god, I should have done like the ginger and drank. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. Uh, we got Dr. Britt Baker versus Kyla Sparks. She didn't even have her fingers all the way in that bitch's mouth before she started tapping. That girl was so green. Who, Kyla? I guess. I mean, before the bitch can tap, you got to be all the way in. Truer words have never been spoken. I'm just saying, you can't go in there half-cocked. You have to be all the way in. I agree. You have to get the fingers in there, wiggle around a little bit, get, you know, put a little pressure, and then she can tap. Yeah. But you have to show me that that's what's going on. She didn't even get her fingers in. Yeah, and she immediately started talking tapping about, like... I'm talking about for the lockjaw. Oh, yes, right, the lockjaw, the lockjaw, yes, yes, yes. Good. Thank you. Glad we were able to uh, clarify that for the listeners out there. Get your fingers all the way in and wiggle. Yeah, and I think Kyla, like, the timing was off, or maybe she... I think she maybe was not comfortable with Britt Baker sticking her fingers in her mouth, and she try to tap immediately. But well, if you're not comfortable with that, do one of two things. Either A, don't work with Britt Baker or B, tell her that in advance and come up with a different finish. Or C, you pick out your own glove. That can work too. Mm -hmm. I do like that she used the love glove though. That was nice. Yeah, the love you always, glove. Because you always gotta have protection before you stick your fingers in. Well, yes. And that's, well, that's also takes into account because the thing that people need to remember, if they've already forgotten, is that Britt Baker for a shoot is a dentist. Yes, she's a goddamn dentist. Who cares? So, naturally, a dentist puts on a glove where you stick fingers in the mouth. So that's why it fits her gimmick, because she's a legit dentist, and she's doing what a dentist would do. I'd uh, like to stick my drill in her mouth. But anyway! Yes. I'd like to fill some of her cavities. In an interview, MJF and Adam Cole are asked whether they are surprised by their chemistry. Cole says they're two of the best on the planet, and no one can stop them. MJF hypes up their match, and they reveal that they each got each other matching gear and matching jackets. Wrestling! I also gotta say, I loved MJF's promo when he said, um, he said, we only got one plan, plan A, and unlike, uh, Sammy Guevara and his skank wife, we don't need a plan B. Oh, I immediately heard that and spit Sprite across the room. <laughs> I love that. This is why I say MJF can make it as a babyface if he wanted to. He just has to flip things around a little bit. He only has to change two or three things, and then he can easily be a babyface, and it doesn't hurt him at all to be babyface. He can still make fun of people. He can still be a 
dick. Just be a dick to the heels. Don't insult the fans and don't cheat. That's it. Other than that, he's still the same old, same old MJF. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna oh we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. The finals of the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament. MJF and Adam Cole versus Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Vinny? Yes? Why the fuck was MJF gyrating and dancing and there was a fucking dance-off on my television? Um, well... Vinny, it is now time for Vinny Reads Gators Comment During the Show. (laughs) Voice or no voice? No, do my voice. Do the voice? All right. I swear to God, if they fucking dance off, I'm gonna lose it. I'm so disappointed in MJF. What the fuck? Vinny? What? Vinny? I hate our fans. I'm going on goddamn vacation. Fuck. Tell me you didn't like that fucking shit. I'm going off. I'm going to lose it. This has no place in my wrestling. This has no place in my business. Motherfuck, I quit. I do quit. But you won't let me leave. Why is this on my TV? This is not okay. Notice all the white people in this fucking thing. Not a single goddamn one had any fucking rhythm. Except the one Hispanic kid. I just, I can't unsee what I saw. There's no God. There is no God. Oh, Jesus Christ. But that's what it is. It's like the goddamn West Side Story when they have a rumble. Yeah, okay. Are you done? You have a reason for why this happened? Yes, if you would let me explain it. Good luck. Okay, basically, as we all know, Daniel Garcia, for some fucked up reason has this gimmick where he just starts dancing out of nowhere. So he started dancing in the ring. So MJF was like taunting him by dancing back. And he just kept going back and forth. So MJF decided to have a dance off, got the crowd going, went outside, clicked the music button, went in the ring and danced. Now, here's the thing. I- and I'll take this into account. MJF made this work. But here's the other thing you got to take into account, though. You've got a blood and guts match coming up on this show. Mm. There's not a lot of time for the matches to really happen. And also, you know, they wanted to add some entertainment to it. Now, normally I would not want to see a dance-off in the middle of a match unless it's like the Disco Inferno or Alex Wright or even Ernest the Cat Miller. Now, granted, Adam Cole, his dancing was horrible, but we also do got to talk about one other positive thing here, though. He danced like Zach after three beers. Yes, that's more accurate. Now, in this match, I got to say, I love the mix of Adam Cole and MJF's entrance music. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was very well done, and it definitely helped out with the entrance. Well, Mr. Bujarelli, that doesn't matter because... Nobody's gonna remember this match tomorrow. Everybody's gonna be talking about the goddamn dance. There's nothing here that made me say, hey, do you remember when they did this or did that in this match? Oh, there was a double clothesline. Yay! Yeah. That's it. No, we're gonna remember when MJF was up here dancing like a stripper. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. From a psychology standpoint, you gotta understand the gift and ability of MJF, where he can get basic wrestling moves over, which is hard to do. He got a headlock takeover over. He got a scoop slam by slamming Big Bill over. He now has double clothesline. The crowd is chanting for double clothesline, and every time they go for it, there's some type of fuckery that would stop them from hitting it, and they didn't hit it until the finish, and when they hit it, that was the end. You paid it off, you gave the audience what they wanted, and then once you pay it off, go home. You don't add extra shit. They didn't do that. They hit the double clothesline, one, two, three, done. And the most interesting thing here is that MJF and Adam Cole are clearly making themselves a tag team here. They're investing a lot of time in this. So the way I see it, they should not be breaking this team up anytime soon, and they're stupid if they do. Because why, after investing all of this time, 
with the matching outfits and the mixing of the music to do that only to break them up in the tag title match would be stupid it would be pointless and it would just prove that Tony Khan has money to burn and if I'm the guy that had to spend the time and energy to mix this audio together and as someone who mixes audio and does audio editing and video editing I know how time consuming that shit is if I had to do that and you broke them up a week later I would flip my fucking shit I would be like why would you waste my fucking time just to end it after a fucking week. Now, obviously we saw Adam Cole took the title from the referee. MJF snaps at Adam Cole, kind of shoved him for a moment and said, why are you holding the title? Cole tried to say, I'm giving the belt to you. He tries to calm him down. Eventually MJF calms down. They hug it out, so they're good. Then FTR comes out, stares them down. They're talking trash and everything. So obviously, there's now an indication of a possibility they could break up. Here's what needs to happen. And this is what I would love to see happen. I would like to see Adam Cole and MJF win the belts. Then, have them go to All In and drop the tag titles there. Then, after they drop the tag belts, then you break them up, and then at All Out, MJF versus Adam Cole for the world title. Unless you plan on having CM Punk win the world title in Chicago. Which is not necessarily a bad idea. It's not a bad idea, but I'm saying, unless that's the other plan, this would be the plan I would go with. Now, I'm not even saying that Adam Cole has to win the title. I'm just saying, you know, that would be a good way to do that if you were going to split them up. Or they just remain tag champs and CM Punk takes the world title or whatever the fuck. Because I feel like MJF and Adam Cole have too much great chemistry for this to end now. I feel like it would be a waste of time to build this up only to give the predictable stab in the back. Especially when they already addressed stabbing each other in the back. So to actually follow through with it would be too fucking predictable and it would piss off the crowd. So I feel like we need to ride this MJF Adam Cole tag team until the wheels fall off. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area, and we see Renee Paquette with the best friends Nick Wayne and Darby Allen. Allen is asked about the Royal Rampage match, and he asks Cassidy to give A.R. Fox a shot at the International Championship because he owes him a favor. And basically, we find out that we're going to see Orange Cassidy and A.R. Fox for the title next week on Dynamite. What was the favor? He sucked his dick, too? Or what was the favor? He allowed Nick Wayne? He sucked Nick Wayne's dick? What? what? I don't know. Because the blind eliminated a tournament can't be a favor because they were randomly put together. I don't know, but I do know this. I saw Nick Wayne again. Yes, we saw him. The mere look of him made me want to throw things. Yes, we know. I don't like him. The kid is not ready. No, he's not. He's not ready. I mean, even in the promos, he's, he's sitting there they're like, hands in. No, man, I'm Nick Wayne. Bye. Motherfucker! <laughs> this was a waste of time. Yeah. This is a time-sensitive show because we have to have an hour for the fucking main event. Yes. And Renee Mox good. She's just fucking there. Yeah. And good. And here's the thing though. And I don't really have any issues with AR Fox. He does get a little spotty sometimes, but overall I like him. And, sometimes. And I know that AR Fox is popular among certain circles that I'm in. But sometimes. But here's the thing. Orange Cassidy has fucking been pushed to the moon. And so many stars have been buried under Orange Cassidy that if AR Fox was to win at this point, it would be a slap in the face to everybody that was more deserving of that title and could actually do more with it. No, 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 no. They're going to save it, and then they're going to they're gonna have Nick Wayne go over on Orange Cassidy. I'm going to lose my shit more than I am now. So I'm just saying, I'm not, I can't be excited for this match 
because they've already buried half the roster under Orange Cassidy. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we now have the main event of the evening. As we mentioned before, you guys voted on it. For one night, we suspended our elite rule and we watched a match involving them as we go to the Blood and Guts match. The Blackpool Combat Club, Takesha and Pac versus the Golden Elite. Okay, here I'm going to analyze this. You ready? Ready. Cage wasn't even properly constructed. Okay, did you see the space between the ring and the cage where somebody could have, and somebody did, I think Nick Jackson was the one that did it. That's an injury waiting to happen. You realize that, right? Yeah, Balding Buck almost went through it. He did, actually. He went over over the, it. he went into the space between the ring apron and the cage. That is an injury waiting to happen. Couldn't even properly use the cage as a weapon, which the cage being there and being used as a weapon is part of the goddamn match. Yes. They can't even properly do it because the shit's not constructed properly because we got to have room for them to get weapons. Yay! Yeah, because they have to bring weapons into the ring. They can't They can't just slug it out. They have to have fucking weapons to overcompensate for the fact that they don't know how to fucking work. And I'm going to say this right now. One thing that really pissed me off about this, that really frustrated the crap out of me, was the fact that every single aspect of this match felt like they were going through stations. Mm-hmm. Like, if you remember like when you were a kid in, in gym class, they would have different sections of the gym. Station 1, Station 2, Station 3. Station four, and you would you would do work at one station, then you immediately go to the next station, you immediately go to the next station. That's literally what it was. It was like, oh, this spot's done. Let's just go over here. Why are we going over here? Because of the next spot. Is there a believable transition we're gonna have here? Nope. Just hard cut, or as we used to say at the performance center, a jump cut to the next spot. That's literally what it was. Just a just jump cuts all over the goddamn place. And what really made me fucking mad before the weapons even got into the ring, I watched Kenny Beta chop. Claudio. And I watched Claudio walk to the other post. Did you happen to catch that? Mm-hmm. He just oh, fucking... I've got a question for you here in a moment. He fucking walked there. It wasn't like when Flair and Steamboat would chop each other and, and he would like grab their chest and kind of stumble and then they kind of like catch their breath in the other corner and then there's a chop or and then they're like leaning against the rope and they're in severe pain. No, they just... Well, I have to go to the next post. So I'm just going to walk to the next post. All right, Kenny. Bam. Okay, I'm going to walk to the next one. Okay, Kenny. I'm ready. Bam. I'm not even going to defend myself. I'm just going to walk to the next post because we planned this out in the fucking back. Bam. Here we go again because we're just getting our shit in. Can I ask a question? Shoot. Go ahead. Can we have a blood and guts slash war games match where somebody doesn't end up on the top of the fucking cage? Uh, apparently not. They have question. to climb up there. Question. What? Question, question. Question. Can we have a blood and guts match where somebody doesn't end up outside of the cage? Apparently not. Question. Yes. Can we have a war games type style match slash blood and guts match without weapons? Um, that I'm not sure of because I think we can. I think we can if we use things that we bring to the ring. If a guy came in cowboy boots and he took his boot off and used it as a weapon, or if a guy taped his fist and he uses the tape to choke a man, those are valid These points. Are the things that you can do. You don't need your chairs and your tables and your titties and your fucking every. All this extra bullshit. Use psychology. Yes. You don't need to bring a fork. Well, the fork was even okay because he brought a fork. Okay. 
But then if you're gonna if you're gonna stab a man in the head with a fork, he should fucking bleed. Yeah, and, and to my knowledge there was no blood. He did not bleed until the last five minutes of the match. Hell, Moxley, he bled within like what? The first two five minutes. two minutes? Two minutes of him being in there. Boom, he's bleeding. Yeah. In fact, to my knowledge, I think Moxley was the only one bleeding. Was anybody else bleeding? Oh, oh. No, 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 no. Kenny Olivier was yeah. uh, Harpo. Yeah. Harpo was bleeding at the end. Yeah, Wheeler, uh, oh, yeah. and then Wheeler Useless, he was bleeding too. He um, got a little bit of color. Yeah. And, um, but Moxley stabbed Harpo in the head with the shit. He stabbed uh, Hangman in the head with the shit. Hangman never bled. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. If I stab you in the fucking head with a fork, you think you're going to bleed? Unless it's one of the, not unless it's one of those forks that it has that's like okay if I, question if abdullah the butcher stabbed you in the head with a fork and you didn't bleed what do you think he would have done to you he would have started shoot stabbing me till the blood came out thank you like he would slice and dice me until blood yes. came out because and somebody should have done that to fucking harpo exactly all of, you, all of you sons of bitches shat upon my business you all deserve to be sodomized with the rusty fishing with the rusty fishing knife you all deserve to have your penises cut off you all deserve you all you all deserve to have a hot nail driven into the base of your pee hole speaking of nails um there was a goddamn nail board there was a bed of nails why a, a fucking bed of nails why because there's why? no logic offered to have a big ass bed of fucking nails and apparently no one bled from that uh, kenny kenny did get some color on his back i mean and the fucking koda abushi has he always had a one knockout punch or did they just add this into the fucking match no i don't watch kota abushi on the regular i mean he looks fat now i mean i watch these guys put each other through tables stab each other with shit do a bunch of stuff and get right back up kota abushi throws one punch and three motherfuckers drop I don't fucking know. On what planet does that make logical booking sense? On what Japan. fucking planet? It ain't Earth. Yes, it is. I can tell you what planet. What planet? Japan. It might it might as well be a fucking planet because nothing in that, nothing in Japanese wrestling makes fucking sense. Literally nothing. I don't understand the appeal of Japanese wrestling unless you're one of those people that's just like, I accept that wrestling is scripted so I don't care if they try to make me believe because there is nothing in Japanese wrestling to believe in. Fucking Man. nothing. I watched this sorry motherfucker drop people with one punch except for Moxley. Apparently Moxley has a stronger jaw than the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club. That's, the rest of them have so much glass in their jaw, they ought to be chandeliers, apparently. Because I saw Useless get dropped. I saw Claudio get yeah, dropped. I, I saw Pac get dropped. Did you say chandelier? Chandelier. I want to swing from the chandelier. No? I don't think these are chandeliers you may not want want to swing from um then coda <laughs> does a and then coda does a backflip onto moxley who's laying on the bed of nails wrestling how the fuck has moxley not been impaled by these fucking nails may i Go ahead. Wrestling. There you go. This is the stupid shit. This is why, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do something right now that Gator's not gonna like. Oh no, no, I'm gonna no, do no, it no, right no, now. No. I'm gonna do it. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Before you do this, should I remove the sharp object? No. Okay. But go I'm ahead. gonna say I'm gonna say something right now. I like to say something to the audience that Gator's not expecting me to say, but I'm gonna say it. Are you gonna say the F word? No, no, no. God, oh 
god, oh god, oh god, oh god. You guys ready? Here it is. Thank you. What? Thank you from the bottom of my heart for forcing us to watch this match. Thank you. What the fuck? No, top stop. And I'm gonna tell you why I said thank you. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why, Gator. Before you hear me out. Let me tell let me let me say why. I have a reason here. I have a reason. My reason is this. Since the whole brawl it all out between Punk and the Elite, I invoked this Elite rule because I got fed up with Kenny and the Bucks and their politicking and their shitting on the business and them making AEW a shitty place to be when it had all the potential in the world to be great. I have not watched their matches or segments in so long that I actually started to forget just how bad they really are. I just had the memories of the shit I I sat through an AW and the shit I sat through in 2014 when I saw the Bucks for the first time in Ring of Honor, which is where my hatred for the Bucks began. I hated them long before AEW was even a glean in Cody Rhodes' eye, before it was an itch in Tony Khan's pants. Okay? okay? Thank you. By watching this, you've now reminded me why I invoked this elite rule in the first place. This match reminded me why I don't watch the elite, why I can't stand the elite, why I think they're cancer to the fucking business because watching this match reminded me how much they suck at making the audience believe in anything and how they are all reckless, irresponsible spot monkeys who have to kill themselves in order to get over because they can't get over any other way. They have no psychology, no storytelling, no ability to work, no physique of any kind. Nope. They, they have nothing else that a wrestler uses to get over. Over, so they have to do this stupid shit. Thank you. Thank you for voting yes. Thank you for making me sit through this. Thank you for reminding me of how shitty they really are. Because I actually started to forget. But now I've been reminded. Because Jesus Christ. It was high spot after high spot. It was just violence for the sake of violence. There was no reason. There was no rhyme to any of it. It's what I like to call Mary Poppins bullshit. Because it never needs a reason. It never needs a rhyme. Thank you for reminding me. Dear fucking God. Because this match got worse and worse and worse and they had to choke out Wheeler Useless with a chain for the win and I don't even know. Gator, I'm gonna ask you two questions. Yes or no would be fine. Did Wheeler you to chap tap out when he was choked with the chain? I don't think so. Did he at any point say I give up, I surrender? I don't think so. Did anybody else in the Blackpool Combat Club surrender on behalf of Wheeler Useless to get them to stop choking him? I don't know. Then why the fuck did this stop the match? Vinny, at that point anything that was able to stop the match because i was tired of watching this fucking clusterfuck i was happy with i know but my point is I, you I can't even you're finish to do. you're trying to put logic in something that doesn't have logic exactly because i'm trying to figure out why you why would you do this but there's no logic i know there's no logic gator i'm trying to figure out why it's so difficult for the elites for the to bring logic into wrestling why is this a thing that they're incapable of doing. I don't know, Vinny. I don't know. I can't answer these questions. And, and here's why it pisses me off so much. Come here. Come here. It's Uncle Gator. Come on. Give me a Because hug. here's why this makes me, me so mad, ladies and gentlemen. You give me a hug. You need a hug right now. Oh, I can't hug you, Gator. You're in another state. My point is... Fuck you. Air hug. thing is this. This is what I need to understand, people. I'm holding I am thumb. not a professional wrestler. No. I don't have a lot of booking experience. The closest thing I have is pitching finishes for Gator. That's about the extent of my booking experience 
experience in the business. I am in the business. I am experienced in a lot of areas. But actual in-ring wrestling and booking a full card, I don't have professional experience in that. And I admit that. I have experience in other areas. Commentating, ring announcing, analyzing. That's my that's my area of expertise inside the wrestling business. But even with the no experience in wrestling in a ring and with the limited booking experience I have, I could have brought logic into this fucking match. So I... That's why I get so angry because if they needed logic, I could have brought it. I could have done, okay, you want to do this. All right. Something needs to happen. And also, you know, you got to have somebody in there that has compassion for Wheeler Use. Like, I'll give an example here. If Brian Danielson could have been in this match, he could have been the one to surrender for the team. Because da- Brian Danielson has a soft spot for Wheeler Useless. Can I can I just say something and we can end it here? Go ahead. Wrestling is fake. The puppy has been sodomized. Vinny and I are not okay. Send help. All right. And um, that was, li- that, was, was that accurate? Yes, but you realize you use the F word. Come from? I don't give a motherfucker at this point. If it if it wasn't fake, then th- th- it was fake. All right. <laughs> it was fake. I'm just saying, I thought we never used the F word. I understand that, but I have no other... Re- <laughs> Okay. It's like the word. It's like the word "cunt." Sometimes that's the only word you can use to describe it. Okay. Now we hug. So I can't see this no more. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this will officially wrap up the recap of Blood and Guts. Thank you, God. Now, as I mentioned before, you guys voted for this, so and we hate you all. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, this will wrap up the recap of Blood and Guts. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, damn you all for making us watch it. Although, I will say, prior to Blood and Guts, this was a awesome show. Now, Gator, I know this was tough for you, but... It was very tough. There but, was a goddamn dance routine. But we gave the fans and the children what they wanted, and I thank no, you for... I am, Gator, I'm thanking you for toughing this out, and... Um, I just want to say thanks for tuning in. Thanks for toughing it out. And I'll see you next week. But yeah, so anyway, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. Wait, well, man, am I done? Unless you want to help me with the wrap-up. Oh, no, no, no. I'm the Gator, and I'll see you later. Okay, bye. So uh, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, make sure you check out the male soap opera moments. Um, you know, be on the lookout uh, for the recap Money in the Bank, but check out our predictions for Money in the Bank. Find out who was right and who was wrong as the recap will be coming soon. Also, make sure you guys check out uh, the Lucky Woo Show. I have that posted up there as well. Check out my appearance on the Lucky Woo Show. Uh, once again, special thanks to Wendy and Ken for having me on their show. I look forward to returning as a guest in the future. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast, get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel, check out all of our YouTube content, and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Be on the lookout this Thursday, actually later today at the time you're listening to this, uh, for the latest episode of Complain Time, as Zach will be going on a rant about servers who can't stack plates properly in the kitchen. Check that out on the YouTube channel. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to Twitch.com 
twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, August the 5th for WWE SummerSlam. So make sure you join us for the biggest party of the summer. And of course, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special project in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99, $10 per month. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WB Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold the Peacock, you don't know where to put that $9.99. So $10.99, bring it over here. We got better content than Network, and unlike Endeavor, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want, which we proved by doing this blood and guts recap that we did not want to do. You have the option to pay with your credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment, we used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes it'll be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.